Hello everyone, it is Erison. Welcome back. We are going to continue the discussion. We've been talking about marriage and relationships and we are going to continue today. I hope that you all are doing well and your week has been off to a great start and that you are navigating successfully through life. If not, just be encouraged because all things change and nothing stays the same. So today we are going to talk about love, even though you can't. So in the last segment, we talked about when love hurts and some things to do in your present relationship or your marriage to just kind of be able to be still and take a look and step back and looking at your circumstances and just allowing God to help you navigate and figure all of that stuff out. So today we are going to talk just a little bit about the movie War Room. Uh, For those of you who have not seen War Room, it's an excellent movie and it's about prayer. And in this movie, there's a young lady and her and her husband, their marriage is on the rocks and the husband is, you know, being really ugly to the wife and just a lot of arguments and um, division in the home and the husband uh, is preoccupied with some things, um, somewhat preoccupied with another woman. And so this lady, you know, comes to the point where, you know, she doesn't know what to do. Her marriage is about over and she doesn't know what to do when she meets this old lady. And this lady tells her that, you know, she's fighting her husband, but there's a real enemy that it needs to be, that needs to be fought, which is the devil. Um, and we know from our lives that the enemy creeps in all kinds of ways. And, you know, his job is to kill, steal and destroy everything, uh, that God wants for us. And so she wanted to help her realize that there's an enemy that's much bigger and that's who she needs to fight, not Uh, fight her husband and that she's fighting the wrong way and so I watched that movie and that movie was so good and I just want to encourage you today that if you are fighting with your spouse are you fighting the right way are you fighting the wrong person oftentimes you know we just want to dive right in there and we want to just jump on our spouses and we want to make them see these things that they're doing and we we just kind of inundate them with all of these things and it can't be overwhelming but we have to take a step back and we have to understand as hard as it is that there is an adversary and that adversary doesn't want you to have a successful marriage. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to grow in the Lord. He doesn't want anything good for you. So one of the ways he wants to creep in is through your marriage, through your relationship, you know, because he know that if he can separate you, if he can drive a wedge between you, then you're going to be unhappy and it's going to cause you to do what for some is going to cause you to want to leave for another. It may cause you to think about your past relationship and how good that person treated you and the only reason why it ended is because they moved cross country you know and so it just opens the door for all kinds of sin and evil thoughts to come in and you know as a woman um you know i know women are emotional beings and you know if we are not treated right you know i'm not going to say that we won't enjoy a nice compliment from you know a male you know, or some attention. That doesn't mean that we're going to cheat, but if things are rocky at home, 
you better believe that we probably would enjoy someone filling our heads up with good things because we naturally want that in our relationship from our husbands. And so when we're not getting that, that causes a problem. And so one of you, whether it's the husband, whether it's the wife, one of you have got to say, okay, enough is enough. We have to fix this thing. And what better way to fix it than with the Lord? And so today I want to um, read from Corinthians. This is the scripture about love, which, you know, I think that a lot of people don't really give thought to it. We read it, we know it, but do we really love? Do we know how to love even though we can't? Sometimes your spouse can make you so mad and you just feel like you can't forgive them. You feel like you can't love them. You feel like you don't want to be bothered with them. Why did you marry them? And all kinds of things go through your minds. And so if you are a person of faith, if you are a person that has committed yourself to listening to God and following his way and taking on his nature, then there's something about you that has to be different. And I will say this, that, you know, we all fall short. It doesn't matter who you are. My husband is a pastor and, you know, we've had our disagreements, but we don't allow those disagreements to get in our way. One of us eventually knows what we have to do and that's get quiet and go to God. And so that's a very hard thing to do, especially when you know that you're right. You know, nobody wants to get quiet and go to God. You want to get your point across and you want to be heard. You want to be seen. And so I'm going to read, uh, this is first Corinthians and I'm going to start at the fourth chapter. And I believe that I'm going to go down to the sixth one. Okay. Let us read. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserve. Okay, that's heavy. That's heavy. Because if you go over some of the verses that I was reading, um, it doesn't dishonor. It's not self-seeking. That means it's not selfish. That means putting someone else's needs above your own. That's being selfless in a situation that you know that you aren't wrong. It's not easily angered, meaning you're going to have patience. You're going to have tolerance for that person who wants to lash out at you, who wants to hurl insults at you. And you have to sit there and you have to allow that, not allow it. You know what I mean? But you have to take the lesser road and kind of understand how to navigate that situation. It keeps no record of wrongs, meaning you're not going to bring the same situation up three weeks from now when you guys are on good terms and you've worked it out. You're not going to resort back to that when you get mad. It says love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. So protecting whoever it is that you're in front of, your spouse your boyfriend, your girlfriend. It's, it's always trusting, always hope, always hopes, always preserves. That means you are going to try your best to preserve what you have, to protect what you have, to love and to cherish what you have and do it in a selfless manner. Guys, that's hard, especially when someone has hurt you deeply, especially when someone seems as though they don't like you. 
and you're living in the house with them and you continue to do all of your husbandly duties or your wifely duties. And yet this person still has not changed. Yet this person is still walking around with an attitude, mean, saying slick things, being sarcastic, being unloving, uncaring. One of the things that you have to do is, again, go to God and find out what God wants from you in this season of your marriage, of your relationship. For some of you, you don't need to be in those marriages or those relationships, depending on what's going on. And again, I'm alluding to physical abuse. And so you have to go to God and ask him, what does he want with your marriage in that season, with your relationship in that season. For some of you, you have toxic relationships where all you do is argue and fight and fuss and hurl insults. And you guys are just really together for convenience because this is what you've done for a very long time and you don't want to do anything differently. And so I caution you against those things because they're no good. So today I want you to sit down and I want you to really think about your relationship. Is there more good happening than bad over the time that you have been together? What is it that this person does for you? Do they make you better? Are they a source of strength for you? Do they keep you encouraged? Do they support you? Okay. Those are very important questions to ask when you're trying to figure out your marriage or your relationship, because all people aren't meant to be together, you know, And sometimes we, by default, choose what we think that we can get. For some women, they don't understand their value and they end up choosing someone who's less than because they don't think that they deserve more. And that's the wrong kind of thinking because you're ultimately settling for something less when God has so much more. And so you have to begin to think about yourself your value, your self-worth. What is God teaching you? What is God, where is God leading you? And that's going to give you a clue, but it's a, it's a conversation that you have to sit down and you have to have with the almighty. So I instructed you to write in your journals the other day, all the problems that you had down with your spouse, everything that they made you, how they made you feel. Now today, if you will, uh, begin to write out things that you see as a problem with you. Perhaps you're not ready to be in a relationship. Perhaps you feel smothered. You feel stuck. Write those things down because those things you need to understand about yourself too. You understand what that person is doing and how they're making you feel. But what about you? What do you want? What are you doing in this this relationship or this marriage? Is there room for improvement? And I want you to just give it to God. You know, tell God what you want him to do. After you've written all that down about yourself and you've noticed, okay, from both angles, now you begin to tell God what you would like him to do, but ask him what his will is. And you want that to be done because we always want God's will in every situation. We don't want to go to God with selfishness. We don't want um, to go to God wanting to keep a partner, a spouse, only because we don't want to start all over. We don't want to go through the discovery process again. We want God's will to be done. So after you write that list about the things that you want, about things that you know about and understand yourself, 
Go to God and ask God, what does he want? And tell him what you want. And it's okay to tell him that you want your marriage. You want his will to be done, but Lord, I want my marriage. You know, for some of you, you you may have to walk away. It may, you know, be, you know, not a good situation. I don't know. I'm just giving you some ideas and some things that you can do. And commit that, that these things to prayer. Pray about them. Okay. And then when we come back again, it, it, just depending on what God has revealed to you, we're going to start praying for that spouse, that difficult spouse that's giving you a problem, that's causing you unrest in your soul and unrest in your marriage. No matter what you do, they're antagonizing you day in and day out. We're going to put God on it because God is the one. He can silence them. He can change their path. He can open their eyes to what they're doing and show them the error of their ways. He can block things that potentially could happen. And so we're going to pray about those things next. But today, just write down your half of it. Where do you think that you contributed to what's going on? What do you really want? What's going on inside of you? And take it to God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for just the revelation of your word, Lord, that we are called to love, Lord, and we are called to love unconditionally, no matter what. And Lord, that is hard to do. So Father, I'm just asking, Lord, that you bless not only my friend that's listening, but bless me as well, Lord, because it is hard to love a person in a difficult situation when they've done you wrong. So Father, I'm just asking, Lord, that you will bless them to extend grace and mercy, the same grace and mercy that you have extended to us, oh God, in that relationship, Lord. I'm asking, Lord, that you will help them sit down and do a self-evaluation, oh God, and that they will bring that to you, oh God, and that they will begin to pray, Lord, and ask, what is your will in this situation, Lord? Lord, we know that you can fix all things, Lord. We know that you can mend broken hearts, Lord, and put the pieces together, back together of our lives. And Lord, we are just depending on you, oh God. Lord, as we cry from our hearts, oh God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do, oh God. So Father, I just ask Lord, that you would just allow my friend to rest in your presence, rest in your promises, oh God. And Lord, we look forward to what you will do. And we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much. I will see you next time. Be blessed. If you would like to know more information about me or my signature emotional wellness program, please visit my website at www.loveariston.com. Don't forget to book your complimentary coaching call while you're there. You can also find me on social media, Facebook under Emotional Wellness and Healing with Ariston or Instagram and Twitter at I'm So Ariston. And if you haven't joined my iPop community in pursuit of purpose, you can join today using the discount code PURPOSE14 at www.passionpowerpurpose.org backslash ipop-community backslash. Thank you so much for your support. Be well and heal.